Blog Talk Radio. Paid my dues time after time. I've done my sentence, but committed no crime and bad mistakes. Ladies and gentlemen, the Canadian crew, the Toronto Raptors, have captured the NBA crown in just six games. And we are waiting now on the arrival of our man, the Canadian hero himself, Tim Dombrova. We're awaiting his arrival here just to to witness this amazing event in NBA history. The Raptors have won their first finals, and I am very, very intrigued on what Tim thinks about all this, and we want to congratulate all of them on the fact that the Raptors have captured their first title, and they did it in a very convincing way, and this has been a very fun series to watch. This was one of the more entertaining series I've ever seen from a basketball standpoint, in my opinion. I think this was one of the better series I've ever seen, and it's been a fantastic series. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us right now, you heard it once before, you're going to hear it again from the Great White North, Jim Dombrova. Uh, sorry I'm late, Nate. I, uh, of course, had to make my remarks in the wake of the uh, Raptors' victory. Uh, the press is now done with me, so I'm free to uh, be on the podcast. I understand completely. And uh, welcome aboard, Tim. And I know you're a proud Canadian, and the Canadians are now hoisting the Larry O'Brien Trophy. How do you feel? Yeah. 
You know, let me let me let me say a little something first, though. Um, Go ahead. I don't want to say tainted victory, but I think it would have been nice if they would have could have defeated the entire lineup. Um, a little bit, uh, you know, that's the way the ball bounces and all that stuff, and you take what you get, and et cetera, et cetera. I'm happy the Raptors won, but I really would have liked to have seen them beat the Kevin Durant. Uh, and Clay Thompson, Golden State Warriors, instead of the hobbled lineup they were throwing out there. But that being said, uh, we'll take the championship. I'm not gonna not gonna cry that the guys were hurt at the same time. So. Well, like we said, uh, a little fifty-fifty about the whole thing, to be honest. Well, like we said before, the Warriors sure wasn't. They weren't upset whenever. Uh, Kevin Love went down and they won their series, so I'm not no, going to throw any stones. However, it's, I I, it's, I understand completely what you mean, though. I do. It's going to be forever an asterisk on this series. Oh, oh yeah, but they didn't do that. I had the whole team. They wouldn't have beat them. I can hear it well, next fit, year. Fit should have won Well, I, I suppose we could argue that, uh, you know, if uh, something that happened 32 games ago hadn't happened, Somebody might not have won, so you take. I mean, you, you take what you're the card. You got to remember, there's an argument. There's an argument that can be made that the Warriors wouldn't have been in the finals last year had uh, the Rockets been 100. percent So again, yeah, it, it, it all it, kind of works out at the end. But but did you see? Speaking of which, did you see the remarks of one uh, Skip Bayless? What did Skip have to say? Skip has already tweeted that. Uh, Enjoy your championship, Toronto. Uh, Ky- Kyrie will be bailing out on you next. <laughs> Kawhi, you mean? Yeah, sorry. To which, uh, okay. To, w- to which somebody retweeted to him, "Go fuck yourself, you fuck twit." And then, <laughs> he and, really. And then, he's and really he's getting, sour. Yeah, and then he's getting burnt alive on Twitter as we speak. You know, old man, go home. You know what? What? What what is your hate for this guy? Like, okay, we understand. You're, okay, but you're not supposed to be. You're a, you're a reporter. That is that you're supposed to be above that stuff. You like the you like the Minnesota Timberwolves, but you don't let it color your uh, broadcasting. And he clearly lets it color his. That's not very professional. Oh yeah. Of course, we all. I agree. Have, uh, we also have a great Twitter from the not late Ryan Lasto. I might add, throw that in there. Uh, he's predicting the Raptors in six. <laughs> uh, I did get a message from Chris Walder. I invited him to come on. Chris Walder, by the way, is uh, our man in Toronto. Uh, he Chris works. Walder is probably drunk already. Chris Walder did send me a tweet back, a message. I, I invited him on. I said, if you're not busy, call us, let us know. He said, I may be getting drunk, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to guess that Chris is well on his way, uh, or at least he's got it all planned out already, and get, uh, kudos for him. He was dying during the – I was following his tweets a little bit during the game, and he was just like, good Lord, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm going to die over here. This is killing me. And uh, there's another – I want to throw this out there, too. Are you actually watching what's going on right now? I'm not. I'm sitting at the table in here. Okay. So it's can, you, can you 
Can you enlighten me to who this old crone Doris Burke is who's asking the most ridiculous questions of these guys? Who is this broad? Oh, she's a Hall of Fame announcer. Uh, she needs to retire. One of the best to do it. She needs to retire, sir. No, she's a, I, I will no. maintain she's a very good announcer. Now, sideline interviewer, that's, that's another you thing. You are but, uh, not seeing commentator, what, she's good. what I'm seeing right now. You wait. You go back and, and hear some of this tomorrow, and you'll you'll uh, you'll shake your head. These are not questions that have anything well, again, to do with. Sideline. Nobody's Craig Sager. Let's just put put it that way. Well, I thought it was, you were going to say nobody was Nate Bush, but I was going to agree with you. Right. But I'm not a sideline reporter. I never have been. That's a, that's a hard you job. You can do it. You can do it all, Nate Bush. Don't kid yourself. Don't sell yourself short, sir. Well, I, I didn't say I'd never try it, but I've never done it. So. But anyway, let's look. Uh, you missed the playing of We Are the Champions, uh, by the way. That's okay, because I, I was going to cover it if you hadn't. Well, I did. So that's that's, that's all good. But, it, but man, what a what a great night for Canadian sports fans. You don't get the Stanley Cup this year, but you did get the big win for the Canadian team. So props on well, it's that. Kind of a, it's a strange, it's a strange thing, you know, when like because basketball is never going to be kind of the sport. It will always be, you know, maybe second. Uh, actually, probably yeah. second already, but it's never going to take over first place. So it's kind of a strange feeling to see us steal what is traditionally, you know, kind of an American thing, really, in all honesty. Uh, it's kind of odd to see it come north of the border. It really is. And when you stop and look at, remember the beginning of the season, we talked about it. Um Trade. It goes all the way back to the trade. Uh, they take a big risk, do the Toronto Raptors. They only get Kawhi Leonard for one year and one year only. They said, you know what, here is all of our chips are on the table now. We're going for it. They trade DeMar DeRozan. And, and you know what? I called it a, a dangerous move. And if you hear my cat in the background, I do apologize. Joey, the, uh, she's a little Joey. upset. She had she had money on the Warriors. Well, she should have known better. But when you she doesn't listen to the show, back, <laughs> apparently not. Uh, she's <laughs> she only listens to things on Spotify. We're not cool yeah. enough for that yet. Yeah, yeah. But whenever we go back to the beginning of the season, where the Raptors make that big trade. And they trade DeRozan and Jakob Pertle, and they get in return Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green. And Danny Green proved to be a big asset. Kawhi Leonard was MVP of the finals, only the third man in history to win finals MVP with two teams. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was the first with the Bucks and the Lakers. LeBron James does it with the Heat and the Cavs. And now Kawhi Leonard does it with the Spurs and the Raptors. Um, but... You know, they make the trade to trade Jonas Valanciunas at the midway point. They bring back Mark Gasol, who proved to be a big piece coming in. Um, you know, a lot of us doubted the Raptors, especially uh, in the Milwaukee series. They go down 2-0 in the Milwaukee series, and we think, oh, well, it's over. You know, the Greek freak Giannis 
and company will run through them, and they don't. The Raptors go on a tear. The Raptors win that series. They trailed Boston in uh, after the first game. They come back and win that one. They win. They lose game one to Orlando in the very first game of the playoffs. Come back and win that series 4-1. So the Raptors faced adversity, but I think the championship pedigree finally shone through when Kawhi Leonard joined the squad. And he basically was the leader of this team. I'm not going to say he was very vocal about it, but he was a leader. And it you know, he's, so, he's kind of throws, you know, that he's like a warm blanket, that dude. He just kind of, the whole team kind of takes, like Toronto doesn't have any hotheads, really. They all kind of have that more nope. quiet sort of demeanor. They got no, you know, Draymond went a little crazy here tonight. Once or twice, I kind of thought he was sort of lucky not to get uh, teed up the one time for sure when he was in the ref space. Yeah, but I guess I guess he, he was uh, he was one from getting a, a suspension, so they probably knew that. So they probably uh, they didn't tee him up for that. But uh, I, I, yeah, no, Kawhi, like even tonight, like it didn't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what his stats were. Fairly good, but it didn't really seem like he. I didn't really think he had all that great a game until the last couple of minutes and then he kind of just took over when he needed to there at the end and calmly sunk from sunk some free throws and called it a night and those were clutch shots too at the free throw line there um let's go ahead and look at some of the stats Kawhi Leonard 22 points six rebounds three assists two steals uh 43 percent from the field Seven of sixteen, only one of five from three, so he didn't shoot that well. Actually, finished with a minus two in the plus minus uh, column tonight, so not his best game. Pascal Siakam was one of the leading men. He had twenty six and ten, and he shot fifty eight percent from the field. He finished at plus two. It was the um, it was the bench tonight that got it done. Well, yeah, it, we'll get there. Kyle Lowry led the way with uh, Siakam. He had twenty six points seven rebounds, 10 assists, and he finished at plus 16 in the plus minus leading. If I'm not mistaken, he led all score. He led all players in the plus minus column with plus 16. Uh, the funny thing is when you add everything up from the plus minus, uh, Toronto finished at plus 20, Golden State finished at minus 20. So this was a very close game uh, in all standstill. When you look at it, Fred Van Fleet, though, how about him in the fourth quarter? 22 he points. He didn't do anything wrong at the, at the end yeah, of that game. He, he was throwing up threes. 40, and... Shot 45% from three. Man, oh, man, he had a fantastic night, did Van Fleet. On the other side of the coin, uh, Clay Thompson was a man possessed tonight. And if he doesn't go down, I think we're looking at game seven. But Thompson gets hurt. Good possible. Thirty. I think he had thirty. Steph Curry had twenty-one. Draymond Green had eleven points, thirteen assists, and nineteen rebounds. Uh, Andre Iguodala had twenty-two points. I thought Andre Iguodala had twenty-two points, and the Cousins had twelve points as well. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, No, it was me. I cut you off. I thought Curry looked pretty tired. I think Curry has been exhausted since his. I thought he looked like he had just. Point game. He looked like he had just had enough at the end, and like, what am I going to do? 
I can only shoot this thing so many times. I'm starting to, I mean, he was three of 11 from three range, which for him is God awful. Um, what did you, that being said, what did you think on the, about the foul on Thompson? Did you think that was uh, egregious in any way or was, a, was he making a boatload out of nothing there? Cause he was pretty pissed off when he first, uh, it's you know it's an elimination game of the NBA Finals, so I will I will say this. Um, while maybe it was warranted a little bit, maybe he went overboard. You know who's to say really? But but was that that hard at all? I don't think it was that hard. I think it's just, I thought, was it a foul? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it I was mean, a foul. But but he landed. It was the landing that. Uh, yeah. hurt him. I, he, it wasn't that he got slapped in the head and went firing off into the corner or something crazy like that. Um, no. Now, explain to, to me and maybe some of the noobs out there. He has to come mm-hmm. out and shoot the he has to come out and shoot the foul throws, or what happens if he doesn't? Um, you you know, I don't know exactly what happens if he doesn't shoot the free throws. Uh, I mean, are they, but he are they is... really trying to say that if a guy is hurt? Like, I mean, he was obviously hurt, even though he walked back out like he wasn't. He tried to be brave there. But, I mean, if he could have come back into this game, he was coming back. Um, They've got to have a, some kind of rule for if a guy gets hurt. Kobe Bryant shot two free throws with a ruptured Achilles. He ruptured and tore his Achilles I mean, and snapped like seems, Durant, and he shot two free anybody, throws. I don't know if anybody out there knows what the rule is about that, but I, I – Hold on, I'll find out. Of, you know, okay, why did why does he have to come back up? They they can't like if he doesn't come back out and shoot him, is he like out of the game then? Then they can't bring him back at all, maybe. So they they drag him out there just in case. I don't know. That's what I'm trying to. Uh, yeah, I'm going to find I, out. I, here. I, yeah, I couldn't figure that one out, and uh, that that was a bit of a I'd never seen that before. And I also was kind of wondered at the end of the game. Uh, Leonard drives to the to the hoop, lays it in. Um, I guess they say there was a foul there, but how come no time came off the clock? That I didn't understand either. Surely at least a point. Not sure. Surely he, he had to have at least caught the ball and took a step. I mean, that had to have taken point something off, and yet they went right you back to assume. point nine, which I thought was you an interesting. Assume. I didn't hear anybody really complain about it, but I just I thought it was interesting that – um, I'm trying to find this rule here. That might be uh, one of the ones where you might have to dig for a bit because it's probably rather obscure. If a player is injured upon being fouled and cannot shoot the free throws in the NBA, the opposing team designates the player to shoot and the injured player can't return unless the foul was committed. And let me continue wherever that is. Okay, that's starting to make a little bit of sense. The player is injured on being fouled and can't shoot the free throws. The opposing team designates the player to shoot, and the injured player can't return unless the foul committed was a flagrant two, in which case the player's own team also gets to repick the replacement shooter. Okay, so there you so go. They don't, so they don't want him to pick um, somebody off the bench, and they don't want him out of the game. All right, fair enough. That makes sense, at least. Yeah. 
We got a call, and this is a West Virginia area code. Yes, so I see that number. These are so my people. These are my people. Hello. Bring them on. You're on. Wide men can't jump. What's up, guys? It is Robert Evans, Nathan. Hey, Rob. Rob, what's up, buddy? This is a good friend of mine, listener Not of the much. show, Rob Evans. Rob I Evans. Think I, even, uh, I think I even recognized this name from either Twitter or Facebook, I believe. One of the two. Yeah, yeah. Facebook, uh, not Twitter. Don't have a Twitter. Not a Twitter guy. All right. Okay. But I've, I've seen your <laughs> name, so welcome aboard, sir. What's Thank your you. thoughts, Rob, so, here on this uh, on on Game Six tonight? Not not very happy about it, to be honest with you. Um, wanted the Raptors to win. Not like this. Definitely not like okay. this. Only because of all the injuries. Uh, okay, so that's yeah, how I, it, that was it, my take too. Was I wish it could have been a full lineup? Yeah, it, it should have went seven. It was uh, going to be a great series, and then when Clay went down, bam, that was all she wrote. There was nothing you could do about it. Uh, the reason I really called in though was to ask you guys if you are up to doing a quick take on what happens when free agency hits to both of these teams, considering where they both stand. Of course, we are. How about her? Well, well, I'm thinking that you will see, depending on the severity of Clay Thompson's injury, because we have to take into account we don't know yet. He did leave on crutches. Um, I'm assuming that Clay will get to play next season. We already know Durant will not. So I can't tell you what will happen there. I'm thinking Durant plays. Uh, I think Durant signs next season somewhere else, and somebody's going to take a risk on him and give him that Supermax because he's worth it. It seems like a New York Knick kind of move. Um, I can't guarantee that, but that's my thoughts. Um, but I think Clay Thompson gets an extension. I think uh, – he, and he'll get paid, and it'll be worth it for him. I think Draymond Green walks. I think Green uh, realizes that – He's not going to get the money that he wants in Golden State. He thinks he's worth a max deal. I think Green will walk because they're not going to be able to afford Steph's contract, Draymond a max, and Clay a max. They can only really afford two max players unless they go really deep into the luxury tax and end up hitting the cap. I just don't think it's going to work. So I think Draymond's going to walk. Um, let me go ahead and pull up the contract situation for Golden State. I believe, honestly, if you ask me, we are, tonight was the end of the Warriors dynasty, in my opinion. Um, let me pull this up here. Okay, Steph Curry signed and all the way until for till the 2021-2022 season. He signed for a while. Durant does have a $31 million player option, but I think he will waive that and just signed somewhere well, and we know he doesn't have long it's june what 29th i believe yeah so he's so only we'll got that two out weeks soon. yeah he's only got two weeks to figure it out so draymond actually is under contract until next season but he wants to restructure i don't think he'll play for just 18 million dollars next year especially if durant walks he could be play a Tom- trade and he could be a sign and trade he, guy quite possibly he may demand a trade or a restructure from another team Sean Livingston, he's making $7 million next year. I think you'll see him one more year. But most of the team is gone next year. Jordan Bell's contract is up. Quinn Cook, Kevon Looney, uh, Jerkabo's contract is up. Bogut's up. Boogies is up. 
so you're going to see some shuffling going on in the Warrior camps. So we'll see what happens there. Now, let's go over to Toronto. Toronto, um, here we go. They have Kyle Lowry next season already. Mark Gasol and Kawhi Leonard are both under player options. Kawhi's clearly not going to take a player option. He's going to resign somewhere. I think he stays in Toronto. Um, I know Laker fans don't want to hear that. No, I think he stays in Toronto. You don't win a championship with a team. There's rumors of him buying property. He's denied those, but I still think he stays. I think Toronto is a good fit for him, Um, and he's now a god in Toronto. He'll never have to pay for a drink again. So I think he'll stay. You may see him sign the great big deal, but with some kind of like a player option in two years or three years, and if he wants to get out, he can walk. Maybe, but so if you he wants to squeak, squeak, squeak in there. I just don't see well, why Kawhi would want to leave and go play for the Clippers when he's got a championship caliber team already there. And Kyle Lowry's back. They can re-sign Gasol. He'll probably take less money because I don't see him getting paid $25 million next season. That just doesn't make sense to me. Ibaka's got one more year. They're going to want to re-sign Danny Green. Fred Van Fleet's still there. Um, Pascal Siakam's still on a $2 million deal next season. They still have OG Ananobi, who can come back from injury. Norman Powell's got a nice deal in place. I just don't see them losing Kawhi Leonard after winning a championship like they did. But I could be wrong. Maybe they will. Maybe he walks, but I think he stays. (laughs) He's a weird dude. I like him, but he is a – I mean, if anybody would be somebody that you couldn't read one way or the other, it's that guy. Nobody has a clue what he's really going to do. He'd give away nothing. Did you have about a chance to see the news that leaked during the game regarding uh, the GM for the Toronto Raptors? Oh, that uh, that what whichever franchise was throwing the universe at him to leave. That yeah, was. the Wizards are throwing throwing everything at him. Yeah, he's being offered as much as ten million dollars to annually run the Wizards basketball operations. So we'll see what happens there. I gotta, I've gotta ask myself: Do I want to run the Washington Wizards basketball operations? <laughs> $10 million is a lot of money. I'd do a lot it of is. things for $10 million. <laughs> but but don't don't ever forget, though, the Toronto Raptors have got money. The Raptors don't have money, but the guys who own them is one of the biggest outfits. They got billions. They, they can pay him. If that's what it takes to keep him there, they can pay him. It's not a problem. Yeah, and All right, guys. So, so I just want to ask you all that question. I actually got to go to bed. I got to get up and go to work in the morning. So I just want to catch you guys real quick and ask what you thought about that. You damn lawyers and you're going to bed. <laughs> hey, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. It, I got a bar to study for. It, so, Well, good luck. Thanks, good man. Luck. Thanks we'll for coming. Seriously. Sure. Bye. Bye. Getting a, uh, we're getting an upper class type of uh, caller. Oh, I've known I've known Rob for Lita, many years. Litigators. 
calling in. I've, I've known Rob many. I knew Rob before he even got into law school. If that tells you anything, so. Uh, but yeah, I know. I know a few. I know a few cool. powerful people. But Steven, you know, he brings up an interesting point about the off season because there is a lot of movement that's going to happen this off season, and we're going to dive way more into that after our draft episode this week. Uh, we'll go next week, the week after next, and probably uh, talk more about that. Okay. But, but yeah, I'm I'm going to have to agree with you. I I, I don't think Leonard's going to go anywhere. I I just don't. It, it I don't know. Like, if you win a championship, why would you leave? It doesn't make sense to me. Well, and it's it's not like the two de- like the destinations are. You know, okay, it'd be one thing if you you okay, that you play for Toronto and the. Uh, uh, you somehow, or you play for any, it doesn't even have to be Toronto. You play for any team and you kind of lucked into your championship, so to speak. You know, somebody got knocked off early or something and you kind of snuck in the back door and won one. And you could, but you could, uh, the team that was your suitor was, you know, like the Lakers of 10 years ago or something like that. I could see why you might want to go. But why, I mean, why would you, I mean, they're they're set up to win next year. Yeah, I mean, they can basically keep the same team they have right now and get and better. Not. And, I mean, yeah, and probably, I mean, that's a you know, I mean, they can maybe move a few pieces around, but, I mean, their bigger guys are pretty much set. I mean, there's there's no reason why, unless something happens in the offseason, that shifts power in the East to somebody else uh, besides them, you know, unless the Celtics go out and do something real crazy or somehow Houston manages to get – you know, can talk James Harden into not shooting the ball on every uh, opportunity, and they could get somebody else in there that could do something. Who who else is? Uh, I mean, Milwaukee, I suppose. But other than that, who who's left? I mean, and I would Again, put after, after watching this, I don't know Milwaukee. I don't know if Milwaukee can beat Toronto unless they do something, and I don't know what that would be. So I'm not sure. Uh, there's a lot of rumors already circulating, though, about free agency. Uh, I don't really want to dive too much into free agency because we're going to have a lot it's to talk a, about in a few weeks. Yeah, it, nobody knows. It's a crapshoot at this point. You, I mean, the dust hasn't let the dust settle for a day or two and see what happens at the draft, and then you'll probably see guys start to move more. Yeah, you're probably right. But the shocking thing in all this, I, I will say, I'm 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 very surprised. Because we talked about the trade. It was a ballsy trade. And then when you look at what happened now in Toronto, does, Tim, do, we saw the Thunder take a flyer on a player who said he wanted to go to L.A. And then his time in, in Oklahoma goes up, and he resigns. He stays in L.A. Or he stays in Oklahoma City in Paul George. Kawhi Leonard. He said he wanted to go play in L.A. He would sign in L.A., and that's where he would go. Now he wins a championship. Yeah, you see, you said, you said that before he, before he knew anything about the city, before he'd ever played a game there. So, you know, you don't know what's happened in the last year to his mindset. You have no idea. Yeah, but, but here, here's what I'm saying. The Los Angeles Lakers are an attractive group. And then these guys go to these places and play 
in smaller markets, and they like them, and they're starting to really fall in love with the city. Well, what don't you get? Like, I mean, for me, like, and I don't, and again, I'm not a professional athlete, so maybe there's another mindset involved that I don't see. Toronto can pay him the most money, correct? Oh, yeah, a lot more. Okay, so if that is your drive, that's not an issue. You just won the title, so none of that can be an issue. So the only thing I could see is that the guy just wants to go home. And I can understand that if that's what he wants to do. But going home and playing for that, I mean, sorry, but the the Clippers, I mean, they're okay, I guess, but, you know, they're not winning a title anytime soon. And the Lakers, I don't know that I want to be a part of that gong show. Uh, And he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would want to be either from what we've seen. Uh, He seems to like it pretty calm. So I don't know. Here's the the scariest part. Kawhi Leonard, he's only 27. Well, as I say, he's got plenty of time. He could sign a, you know, some kind of a deal for three or four years with a player opt out or whatever and go back home and play for five more years in his 30s. He doesn't need to go now. Maybe I mean, we'll see. Up. Now, granted, now granted, this this Raptors team that has been put together has only got maybe a shelf life of maybe another year or two. Yeah, I think because at least long enough to win the next to try to win another one. Yeah, and, and they they can do it next year. They I don't know if they'll be considered the favorites next year. Of course, we'll have to wait and see how. I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see how free agency shapes out. But with excuse me, with Kawhi um making his decision. So that's gonna be something to keep your eye on is what Kawhi will do and what, what a lot of players are gonna do in free agency. I do wanna bring up one free agency point because this was this broke and I shared it in our Wide Men Can't Jump Facebook group. If you're not in our Wide Men Can't Jump Facebook group, you need to get there. A lot of discussion going on about the finals, about sports in general. Uh, Join up. It's a fun group to be a part of. We've had a good time with it, have we not, Tim? That's a good time. Yeah, definitely. But go ahead and join up. Um, Kyrie Irving. It is said that Kyrie Irving is prepared now to officially sign with the Brooklyn Nets. That's That's a weird move to me. Uh, Kyrie going there because the Nets do have cap and they've got room, but they have D'Angelo Russell, who's a restricted free agent, and we don't know what's going to happen there. There is the whole point of with Russell being the restricted free agent, and do they let him walk? Do they sign Kyrie and keep Russell? That'd be two point guards, <laughs> two very high paid point guards. Um, so I don't know. There, there's a lot to go there too, and we'll be tracking that on our free agency show here within the next couple of weeks. It'll be well, a, a week. Can, uh, yeah, one thing yeah. you can't for sure, Kyrie, you can't count on anything he him doing necessarily being logical because he's a yeah. So two, two weeks from Sunday, two weeks from Sunday will be the free agency special that Tim and I will go live 
I believe we're going to go ahead, since free agency starts at 6 p.m. Eastern time, we will probably go live at about 7 or 8 um, Eastern time. So that should be a good time. It's just, there's uh, like, I mean, it's all, it's a great time of the year. Because now, of course, there's so many, and now that the games are finally done, now the uh, the immediate uh, uh, chess game begins of moving the pieces around, who's going where, and if this guy goes here, well, is that guy going to go over here, and will this guy follow him? And uh, I still think, to be honest, I think we need to see, uh, Kevin Durant needs to fire the first shot. If he's like, what's going on there? Because if he doesn't go to New York, well, that may change some destinations for people. Is anybody going to be ballsy enough to go to L.A.? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, will they even get Davis? Somebody will. Somebody will go. But will they get one of the big guys? Are they going to get Davis? Are they going to get Leonard? Are they going to get a tier two guy? Yeah, and that that's what we'll have to wait and see. Um, but you man, know, we just don't know. I mean, it's the draft coming up. Look, that sometimes changes things. Uh, somebody moves up for a player and has to give up. You know, you don't know. I mean, there's just so many things that could happen. That shit. I mean, Leonard Leonard could come out tomorrow morning and say he's going to L.A. We have no fucking. We don't know. We have a clue. We really don't. True. Um, here's a crazy statistic for you. Three of the past five NBA titles have been won by rookie head coaches. The other two were won by Steve Kerr, who won the first of those five titles as a rookie head coach. And what? And so imagine yeah, he's, that. Uh, Nick Nurse has uh, just got himself a, well, a raise whenever his deal is up, if he's got one up soon. Never, buy, never buying another beer. No, and... <laughs> And at the very least, that that gives you um, – it's something on your resume they can never take off, and you can probably get a job in a lot of places long after you probably shouldn't have one. <laughs> very true. You know, who doesn't um, want – well, I'll, I mean, maybe not necessarily, but, you know, who doesn't want a college deal? Hey, we can get this guy. He won an NBA title. True. Oh, well, you know, he must know what he's doing. <laughs> Let me ask you this. What do you think? What do you think of this game? Um, just as just as a fan, sitting Overall, back enjoying it. I thought it was kind of a sloppy game myself. I thought there was a, quite a few instances where we were looking at each other and going, "Does any team want to like get ahead?" There was a lot of missed shots, or it seemed to me there was a lot where they they traded uh, air well not air balls, but they, you know there was nothing points being scored, even though the score ended up being fairly high. Uh, I don't know. It, it was a strange... I don't know if it was just me. It seemed like it was kind of an odd game. But was it not entertaining? Oh, definitely it was entertaining. I don't think they can argue with... I don't think anybody could ask for a whole lot more in that area. Uh, I mean, it was close. It was never... Nobody got ahead by enough to ever make you think that the game was over. Yeah, I was watching the game, and it just seemed like every time one team would start to get a little momentum, there would be a big shot by somebody on the other team. And it's like, oh, okay, not done yet. 
And the other no. team would fire back. I did know, too, though, there was really, and maybe that was more a case of personnel than anything else. There was a lot of bizarre shot selection to me tonight where, you know, the score is, you know, you're down by two or three points. And there's all kinds, of, you know, and we're only in like, you know, two minutes into the fourth quarter. And they're bringing the ball over half court and just, you know, one pass and up with the three. And I'm just like, sitting there, what are they doing? <laughs> you, know, you know, like at least take a <laughs> second off the clock before you, like, at least look around, you know, do something before you just launch that thing up. And then the worst part, though, was this Golden State stopped doing it. Now, that might have been a bit of Toronto's defense, maybe, but, like, they couldn't get the ball to Curry in the last couple of minutes to shoot any threes. Well, it was a, did you I see? Enjoyed the game, did you, but I haven't watched, oh, I did, like, too. I've watched three full games now. That's the most basketball full games in a row I've watched in 15, 20 years. So I, I have to say I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the finals quite a bit, and uh, if nothing else, it would give me a new appreciation for the sport which I had lost for a long time. So hell, I even got the old I even got Caroline to watch two games. She watched the whole games. Um, I'll tell you this. In terms of Toronto, did you did you happen to see Jurassic Park tonight when they showed it? Uh, when the game was pretty much over. Well, they should see it now. They're, the place is packed. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it is going to be a nightmare trying to clean that up. But, man, oh, man, well, that, that city deserves it, though, so honestly. So far, I will give credit, too. So far, nobody's gotten stupid yet, although it's early. But you know, nobody's burning anything or you know, there's usually some people in a big city that'll take it as an excuse to. It's good cover to go do stupid stuff, but it looks like the yeah looks like the city looks like the city was actually ready. There seems to be a very <laughs> large, uh, very large uh, amount of visible police officers and that sort of thing. So hopefully nothing happens and nobody gets hurt because that's the worst. And it's embarrassing yeah, all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really thought that I really thought that this this finals was very entertaining, and I thought that even though there was no Durant outside of like twelve minutes in this series, and I, I still think the Raptors. Because a lot of people are going to say the Raptors, you know, they didn't deserve this title. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I, don't I think I think it. they deserved it. I really do. I think that this team deserved to win to win this team to, to win this championship. I really do. I felt they did a great job. I felt that they were prepared, and you know, yeah, I think. I think there was a lot of, you know, maybe if Durant and Thompson are both healthy, things are going to be completely different. But, in my opinion, this Raptors team was very deserving. I mean, that's also a, that's an assumption. We don't know. I mean, yeah. maybe Kevin Durant yeah, starts in game, Maybe Kevin Durant starts in game one, and Toronto has some kind of something figured out for that, and and it, and then it, they. It doesn't make any difference. 
I mean, we don't really know that because they never we we never found out. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I agree yeah. with you. You don't you know, were, but they're winning. Toronto won. At the end of the day, they won four games to to two. They won. It yep. doesn't really matter Absolutely. after that. And nobody ten years from now, only the hardcores are going to care that somebody was hurt from the other team. Yeah. Just like Very nobody will remember that. I mean, I don't know. I don't doubt if we looked at probably every final there's ever been, we can probably find a few what ifs. You know, what if that call just went, what if that ball just went about the other way? What if that call would have, you know, went, you know, what if that had been a charge instead of a block? Whole series. Yeah, Butner would have just out. picked up the baseball. Yeah. You know, the, there's every series of the of any amount of any length has usually got some turning point moment. Not always an injury, but something a coach makes a blunder, you know, or something like that. There's there's always something. I mean, I don't I don't imagine that if we look back and look at the Golden State's victories that they're all, you know, that there wasn't reasons you couldn't find for the other team maybe not winning. Here's an interesting little thing ESPN put up. In 2014, a 22-year-old Kawhi Leonard won the finals MVP as he helped the San Antonio Spurs stop the Miami Heat from completing a three-peat. Five years later, he stopped the Golden State Warriors' three-peat attempt as he led the Raptors to the team's first-ever NBA title. In the finals in 2014, he averaged 17.8 points per game, six points per game, or six rebounds per game, and 1.6 steals shooting 61% from the field and 57% from three-point range. In the 2019 finals, he averaged, and this is real, ladies and gentlemen, 28.5 points per game, 9.8 rebounds per game, 4.2 assists per game, shooting 44.7% from the field and 40% from three-point range. Good Lord. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, and it wasn't like he wasn't dominant. Because he pretty much was. He just does it in a way that just seems underwhelming almost. I'm not sure what it is. I mean, you it's almost like he's a guy who will will shoot and and score and you're like, Oh, he's having a pretty decent game. He's probably got about thirteen right now, and you look down, he's got thirty. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, he, he kind of, you notice him out there. I mean, I, I do anyway because he plays pretty good defense. So you usually see him doing something on the other end of the court, too. Uh, but then all of a sudden they'll say, oh, oh, Leonard, oh, there's Leonard for two. And he's got 26 on the night. And I'm like, when the hell did he get 26? <laughs> well, hold on. Speaking of uh, speaking of our callers and our good returning guests, I know, I think I recognize this number. Go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, board man gets paid. What's up, man? What's up? What's up? What's up, Nosh? Shout out to the board man. Hey, <laughs> thank you very much. We'll take it. It was a little bit, a uh, little bit sloppy, but we'll we'll take it. Yeah, it had to be, man. That's you know the way it goes. Uh, really? Like I've been telling people all year, these long runs, these minutes add up, and people start to go down. So anybody who wants you were to right. discount. The Raptors victory, you got to discount the Detroit Pistons when they won, when Magic and Byron were out. Uh, the Lakers, when Mikhail got, like, you, you got to do that all throughout history, and you'll see the same thing. When you have these long runs, people get hurt. 
It's sad, but this is the game. You chose to have five all-stars and no bitch. That was a conscious <laughs> choice. So you got to deal with the, you know, you got to uh, deal with the damn uh, uh, repercussions. I, I'm agreeing with you, though. That's harsh, but you're right. Right <laughs> mm-hmm. well, well, and yeah, no, right. just that, savage. That was a conscious choice they made, though, right? Can we all agree on that? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. You saw, saw tonight when even like, I even I'm looking and going, who the hell is number whatever it was? Like, who's that guy? What's, <laughs> why is he out there? Oh, that's right, because they don't want anybody else to send out there. Right, right. When I see McKinney in getting shots, I said, oh hell, they oh, are even in serious trouble. Like we have our. They had to our, play. They had to play Jonas Jerkabo, very important minutes tonight. He started the fourth quarter, so if that tells you anything. We have our own. We were lucky. We I got my own Canadian broadcast up here, and even our guys were going. They got to get McKinney the hell out of there. Like he's just been, <laughs> he's just been like ravaged the last three or four uh, plays down the court. He's just been, you know, abused. And then the other guys like, yeah, but they they haven't got anybody else to. You know, they can't send anybody else out there. They don't have they don't have anybody else. It would be worse. Right. No, I mean it's unfair. That's a guy who probably should barely be dressing and you're playing in a game six at home in the finals. Like, yeah, he shouldn't be getting it. So I can't knock him for it, but that's on Golden State, man. They they chose to go this route and I think teams are gonna think about this going forward because, you know, load management has become big in the NBA. Uh that doesn't just mean the regular season. I mean, the playoffs, too. Accumulated minutes matter, but uh, uh, the boy Van Fleet was exceptional. Like, that was surprising that he played that well. But overall, man, well, Toronto, uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys are ready for the uh, massage. Uh, you know, everybody's coming for your GM. Like, you're, you're going to get some offers. Somebody's going to try to, you know. Oh, they already have. Oh, yeah. The yeah, the Washington Wizards already. have already – the Wizards have already offered up to $10 million for Toronto's GM. And and, 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 and the head of basketball operations, the whole, the whole Shadecki, everything. <laughs> but like I said, I don't, think he'll, I don't think he'll take that job. I, I don't think anybody really wants that job, but not badly. But uh, it depends on whether he wants a challenge or not. If winning here was the – you know, if he got his win and that's what he wanted to do and he wants to go try to do it again somewhere else, he may leave. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take but the he job. ain't picking nowhere with, with dead salary like John Wall's contract, though, man. He's going to pick his spot if he does do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, he'll, yeah, go, yeah, exactly. he'll go exactly where he wants to or he'll stay put. Yeah, he's not going to buy right. it. Well, I, I want to bring this point up because – up there? Are cars being flipped? What's going on, though, man? Um, nothing on my telecast yet, but don't don't count it out. No, okay. I, I did want to bring this up to you guys here. Um, tonight was the final night of basketball at Oracle Arena. Um, and this has been arena that the, the Warriors used for years, as you know, and it's been a great, great home court advantage for them. How disappointing is it for people to look at Oracle now and it's going to be gone and now that the Warriors go out on a loss? Is that disappointing or should they just try to remember the good times at Oracle? 
Uh, don't worry, they'll be priced out in San Fran anyway, so they won't be able to attend. Uh, this, this is kind of a part of of, <laughs> of sports. You're when you become super successful like that, uh, like great teams and great players, they build arenas. So, you know, this is kind of what, how that process works. So sad as it is for Oracle to go and they'll lose all that home court advantage. Uh, when the Bulls got their first three-peat, what happened? The United Center. They moved out of Chicago Stadium where they had that huge advantage, uh, you know, the crowd right on you, the noise, everything. And, you know, this is kind of what happens, man. So the Peyton Mannings of the world, they get you new stadiums. All pro Let me tell you this about you, – you, you brought up the Bulls. Let me bring this up to you. The United Center, I believe, was opened in 1994. Uh, so that would, that would be right around that time frame. Um, I don't know if the Bulls ever played in the Rosemont. Do you happen to know that, Naj, if they played in the Rosemont Horizon any? Yeah, if uh, like the circus was in town, or there was some kind of special, you know, event or something like that, they would push games. There. Uh-huh. But I don't know if okay. that was, well, you know, if they, if that was ever their home court, it was when I was real young. I missed, you know, I would have missed okay. out on that. Well, I know from testimonies from people that I've watched interviews with online. There's a, and I would absolutely, and this will never happen, but I think it would be cool if a team would go back to doing what they used to do at the Rosemont. The ceilings were wooden. So the acoustics in there made it feel like the crowd was literally right on top of you on the court or, you know, in the wrestling ring or whatever it was you were doing performing. So if I see that and I think, man, imagine if a team – you know, just instead of building this amazing, like, Jerry World Stadium and look at all the fancy HD TVs we got in the urinals and shit, what if they put in some kind of, like, home court advantage type ceiling like that, like a wooden ceiling that allows yeah. that noise to bounce well, down? Well, the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks did that with their last stadium. Uh, that's why they're always talking about decibels and everything else after games. Yeah. But they built the it with man. the idea of noise. Yeah. So... It's possible, man. That's, that's probably a really good idea. I, I would throw that along with this. If you draft somebody like a Pat Mahomes or something like that, is it worth it to go ahead and pay for a dome so you can have eight games of, you know what I'm saying, really comfortable Absolutely. football with your quarterback playing in a dome? Hey, I was thinking about that too, but that's another aspect of it. But, no, that's a good idea, man. The uh, Chicago Bulls played their home games of their first season in the International Amphitheater. Mm. Mm. I'm and not sure okay. that place is still with that, us or not. That place does not no, it was not down in ninety nine. Okay. Okay. So Yeah, I mean uh, the Rose but the Rosemont was always one of those buildings I'm that I always played any trying to see if they played any games there or not, but I haven't found anything yet. So Well, they may not Ooh. have. I I mean that's just one of those things I'm not sure, but that's always been something that I've always thought of whenever I get um, if ever I get a, you know, let's just say hypothetically, I trip over a billion dollars and win the lottery or some shit. Uh, if I build a stadium, that would be exactly what I would want. I would want something that would be like I want my home and crowd I'm, right on top of the other team. It's not being owned by some asshole fucking corporation with some stupid fucking name on it. Give it a name that sticks. That 
of community, some pride and all that stuff. Not this nonsense they do now where it's the first union center or whatever the hell they call stuff. It's ridiculous. Right. Don't you, and you, don't you miss those I'll old school I'll names? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Go ahead, I always thought that those. I always thought that those were just cash grabs. I didn't think they had any meaning until today as they were talking about Oracle, and I just thought about it. I said, damn, how many times have I said Oracle during this run? How many times has that come across my, you know, my, my eyes during this run? So they get their money's the, worth, but, yeah, but, but I'm with you, though. I, that's I, a rare one, like, though. That's a rare one that usually they change. They'll they'll buy it for five or ten years, and then they're done with it, and then the building's got another name, and it's just like mm-hmm. good lord, uh, no. There's no there's only a handful there's only a handful of stadiums that still have that old nineteen like fifties sixties names still. Yeah, um, and one of one of them's Madison Square Garden, and yep. that's yeah. Can you imagine? You can't the change that the name of that. You know, the Google, uh, the Google Garden by the New York Knicks. Right. That'd be crazy. <laughs> but I, I agree with you. I, I want more of that. I, I think maybe, maybe you don't have to brand out and sell everything. Like I understand it brings you some nice revenue and it does work. Cause like, I was just thinking about the Oracle situation. It does work. I, I won't wow. say that they're not getting their money's worth, but it's just, damn, you don't have to sell everything. Well, I mean, the biggest issue—the biggest. Oh, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I live where I live in West Virginia. Uh, one of the closest places to go see an event, concert, whatever, is in Louisville. And of course, Louisville's known for a lot of, uh, you know, they've had some classic buildings, you know, the Louisville Gardens back in the days, and things like that. You, and they had uh, Freedom Hall, I believe, in Louisville. Do you know what Louisville's arena name is right now? Any ideas? Didn't Crow? Didn't Crow? They are the arena there, because I I was just there back in March. The KFC Yum Center. Oh, God. God. Man. That That is a real name. That is not good. No, it's not. That is not good at all. <laughs> That's the name. It's got to be living. Name of the building. Wait a minute. Was, was it changed to that from Papa John's, or was that the football stadium? Because I remember Papa That's John the had one. Stadium. He had his. That's the football okay. stadium. I mean, that, that until sounds the, like a, a college bowling <laughs> sponsor in it. <laughs> the KFC Well, the and college college bowls are just are worse. But we'll, oh, yeah, that's a different yeah. conversation. But um, let me see. Uh, it used to be Louisville Stadium. I believe it was the Papa John Stadium or something like that uh, there for a while. But I think they changed the name after the whole incident with the Papa John's owner uh, saying what he said. It was yeah. known as Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. <laughs> yeah, well, that's as bad as... As up here, where we've got the, uh, I mean, I know for you guys, this doesn't mean a whole lot, but the the Vancouver hockey team plays in Rogers Arena. The Edmonton hockey team plays in Rogers Place. And the Toronto <laughs> baseball team plays in Rogers, Rogers Center. Center. All owned by the same yeah. guy. Now, why would you <laughs> well, ever, why would you want that name? Like, 
it makes no sense to me. Well, right. down here in, in the States, in Miami, you've got American Airlines Arena. In Dallas, you've got American Airlines Center. So, there you go. Take your pick with that. Yeah, where do the Lakers play right now? What's the name of their Staples building? Center. Okay, Staples now, Center. Try, to, try to compare the Staples Center to the Great Western Form. Right. What's, you what, can't. What, what the hell is cooler than that? That's not even nah, cool. Great Western. Great Western Forum, man, that's a hell of a name. You can't oh, beat yeah. that. I mean, that conjures up. You know, when you when you hear that name, you think of something. Even if you've never seen the building, you think of something yeah. really, really impressive. What do you yeah, think you know, of? We got the Staples Center. I think of fucking Staples. A Staples. Right. That's what I think yeah, of. We got we got one more up on the millennials. Uh, we could tell them our oligarchs have more class than yours. <laughs> at least. <laughs> They wouldn't sell everything. You know what I mean? They at least carried themselves with a little more dignity. Damn. Uh, the so KFC Young I mean, Center. I, I mean, I understand the money part of it. I get it. You know, uh, somebody's crazy enough to give you tens of millions of dollars to put their name on the building. I guess you do it. But, man, you know, how long before it gets into the, you know, the, I don't know, the, the, the Trojan Center? You know. <laughs> well, well, before, before we, well, hold on, hold on. Bleacher Report to the rescue because uh, they have got the twelve strangest uh, sports uh, stadium names. Uh, so I'm gonna run through these real quick and see if we get a kick out of them. Number twelve, the Guaranteed Rate Field, home of the Chicago White Sox. That's a ridiculous. That is a ridiculous name. Oh, it only gets worse from here. Here's another good one. (laughs) Love shark. It's true. Uh, Number 11. Anyway. (laughs) Number 11, home of the New Orleans Pelicans, the Smoothie King Center. Uh, (laughs) Let's be honest, the New Orleans Pelicans is not exactly a powerhouse. Number 10. Number 10, we've discussed the KFC Yum Center. Uh, Tony Macaroni Arena, home of Livingston FC, Scottish Football Club. Okay, but that's that's European. That's, you know, culturally, that might be a different thing going on there. True. Although that sounds absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, Number eight, Talking Stick Resort Arena, home of the Phoenix Suns. Ooh, okay, well, okay, but that's in the, uh, there again. We're talking in a cultural thing that's snuck in there, so that's that's uh, yeah. You know, that, I that's went right I, on brand for uh, Robert Sarver, the cheapest, raggediest owner uh, walking these streets out here. So that, that's you got brand. that right. You got that right. Uh, Socio Bank Saddle Dome, the home of the Calgary Flames. Yeah, that's a bad one. Although it's always <laughs> been, it's always been the Saddle Dome though. From the mm. so yeah, that's, that's was, true. Well, that's because of the uh, the world's biggest rodeo. Yeah, the uh, Calgary Stampede. Calgary Stampede. So that's where the name is, yeah. but it is still a ridiculous. And would you believe it's built in the shape of a freaking saddle? Yeah, there's a picture of it here. It really is <laughs> built in the shape of a saddle. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> they went all in on that idea. Oh, Damn. yeah. They ran around with it. <laughs> John's marketing idea. was very persuasive. That's, that's yeah, that, was, that, was, 
was Olympic dollars hard at work there. That's what that it was. was. That was built for the. Oh, uh, the okay. That was built for the. I think the '88 Olympics. Yes, it was. Yeah, so that that was that was that was foreign money hard at work. <laughs> yeah, when that Olympic money comes through, you gotta spend it. You throw it kind of way. And they have to have a committee of twenty people, nineteen of them yep. who are not who are insane to come up with an idea that people want to run with. And everybody's bringing a contractor to the table who they want to kick back to for work. Like, yeah. When you start getting into the Olympics, how come, matter of fact, how come go our, put the Brazil stadiums? You will yeah, be how amazed. Come our, yeah, how come our two hundred oh, million yeah. dollar arena cost eight hundred million dollars and nothing works? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> There's no grab like Olympics been. Like well, dictators can learn from Olympic committees every, on how to hide year, and steal money. Every yep. year when there's an Olympics and, and just before they happen and they have the inevitable story about the athletes and the Olympic village and what a goddamn disaster it is, even though it's brand <laughs> new and nothing works. And there's no fixtures in the lights and the, the showers don't have like shower heads crazy shit, crazy shit like that. And yet somehow they were half a billion dollars over budget. <laughs> well, it's mad. <laughs> it's mad. Number number six on this on this list, Welcome Stadium, home of Dayton football. Apparently, they named it after the late Percival Welcome, longtime director of athletics for Dayton Public Schools. So it's called Welcome Stadium. Hmm. Uh, number like five. I, can't be with that one. I gotta leave that alone. They yeah, yeah like they try yeah, to do a good one, deed. Yeah, that one at least there's some logic behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll give them that. Yeah, okay, I can have that one. Home of the Castleford Tigers Rugby League Football Club, Mendahose Jungle. Good what? lord. Now somebody needs to put their foot down. Like that that's too far. Okay. <laughs> 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 like what the hell are we doing here? Like, come on, man. That's too far, man. You said mend a hose. Is that what you said? Mend m e n d a hose h o s e jungle. Yeah. Mend a hose jungle. Yeah. Like, even if name. That, of course uh, that's not what it means, but it's like okay, the sound. Yeah. It's, uh, no, like phonetically, no. Don't do that. It's not a good idea. Mend a hose. The hose be hurting. They need mending. <laughs> that's, just, that's crazy, man. So, this, so there are T-shirts and hats you can find. Okay, right? it's, not, it's not from like a, a South African country or something like that. Um, it says here European well, Super League yeah, rugby. Probably, because I can't be from North America, then it's from it's from overseas at least. So. Right. Salute to everybody who used to buy or, uh, or wear Moorhead State uh, hats when they were in high school Moorhead. and everything. I used to love and that. that was that the funniest me. thing in the world. Too. That used to make me laugh every time <laughs> I read the sports. Moorhead, yeah, can't, can't argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's an extremely small argument you got there, Moorhead State. <laughs> Number four. For the Arizona Cardinals University of Phoenix Stadium. Ugh. Now see now now this one may be a crime. Like this goes beyond just uh, you know, bad taste. This might be a crime. Uh where you take the hopes and dreams of people who've decided they want to go back to college 
and you give them something that will not be used in the same way that college parchment would on the wall that will help your life yeah, really. in a way the University of Phoenix does not do. Like, uh, it, at, at least, Nate, there is no NFL stadium named Chick-fil-A Stadium, and they can't turn the lights on on Yeah, really? <laughs> you can't light up the sign because they're not in business. Right. And I'm all, all for right. education, but let people know what they're actually buying. Yeah, you know that's little, Let them know. That's a little easy. Yeah. Uh, number three is possibly this one's tough because this is a cricket stadium. Um, this is Doctor Y S Rajakara Reedy A C A V D C A Cricket Stadium. Who the fuck came up with that? That sounds like it's well cricket being big in England and being absolutely like uh. Every sport put together in India and Pakistan. Yeah, this is in India. This is in India. Uh, that could be some guy's name who who's somebody. It is. It is here. actually. That 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 man wore tweed and smoked a pipe. Like, there's no question about that. So I'm, I'm not even going to slight that man. You know that like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that yeah. man carried himself with a certain he adopted, air. Like, is he adopted no some colonial powerhouse? Is that what you're trying to say? Hey, man, there's no question. Whoever that guy was, man, like, his presence, you felt it when okay. he came in the room. Is he, in, is he in fact, of Indian descent? Yes. I think the origins of that descent are not spoken about in polite company. He could be, uh, you know, <laughs> a, a, a boy who was particularly smart and was plucked out by a smart <laughs> Indian. Uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> That may be the that may be the guy they make them. We must take this boy well, and send him back to the mother country and teach him the Queen's English. Well, yeah, I, he I, may I, have been I, the guy. I, I'd be willing to bet on a fine mother or grandmother, and that's how that all started. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, they may be the guy that uh, they filmed Slumdog Millionaire about. Could be who he is. You know? I don't know. We'll have to wait. <laughs> that's a good well, name. That was very good, Nate. Very good. I like that. Thank you. Number two, this is uh, an Irish football club, Hunky Dory's Park. Oh, my God. Okay, but it's, but it's quite what that means there is not what it means here, where that is like approaching racial slur and then some. Yeah, right, but at the same time, it's like Irish, the Irish folk usually have really good slang, so I would think they would retire bad slang, so I don't know how this is still going. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, the, the, I'm the, thing about, the thing about that, that is you probably said the Irish did that. If you heard an Actually, Irish say that, it probably doesn't sound anything like Hunky Dory. It's probably well, the Irish. In Ireland, Hunky Dory refers to a snack, a snack crisp from, there you go. from Largo. So there you so go. Ireland, so Ireland has got racist snacks, do they? <laughs> Apparently. And finally, and this one this one does take the cake. Uh, Lou's FC English Football Club. Their stadium is called the Dripping Pan. Okay, yeah. that that must have something to do with. Well, obviously, it's got something to do with cooking. But they have played here since 1885. 
Maybe it's the home. And it should all like, end tomorrow. It should all be over tomorrow. <laughs> now that we're aware of this name, this should be stopped. Somebody get on board. Change your name or retire. Or is it close the whole the operation? Call up the U.S. Apparently, we need to talk to these people. <laughs> according to this, according to this, the brick wooden clubhouse has been on the map since the 18th century, when the stadium was nothing but excavated whole excavated but whole grassy slope with slopes around it. And the shape earned it the name the dripping pan. And they've well, kept it even, that. even more reason we could stop somebody from getting one of those super super germs. I like they had a couple of those old locker rooms. Get that like it was a, yeah. like a bowl there and they all went in the side and like took a leak in there or something is what it's all about. <laughs> the dripping pan. Dripping the pan. Hell? I'm not wearing a dripping pan t shirt. Like, no, man. Gotta do better. Gotta All do right. Better. What is the what is the name of a famous American cheese, me not being American at all? Like a brand name. Uh craft. Famous American cheese? Oh yeah. Yoder? Yeah. So Yoder? That, so that would be like if the if the Green Bay Packers renamed Lambeau Field Craft Field. <laughs> Oh, that is disgusting. But they would oh, gentlemen. Blame them for going to the cheese angle, but thought Lambeau Field. Oh, guys, guys, <laughs> hold on. Breaking news. Breaking news. Drake has dropped a new single. Oh, it's a game. championship anthem. Well, we knew that was coming. Yeah, well, one was a really sad song about being alone in the club when your team loses, and the other was about the victory. So I'm sure he made two songs. I mean, he's no fool, I guess. He's probably, uh, you know, that's probably a buck ninety nine on iTunes already or something crazy like that. But uh, probably, yeah. yeah. Matter. It's, it's for the clout. It's for the clout, man. The young kids don't pay for music anyway. They're going to yeah, share and pass that thing he better be smart enough. If he did that, all the money better be going to charity. The the, the danger is going to be us having to hear that song forever because yeah. it will be played in Raptors Arena. Achilles heel fund. Well, I hope I hope ESPN adopts it because I'm so sick of hearing every Imagine Dragons tune ever made. Oh, I'm so fed up. Well, Imagine Dragons and Old Time Road. That's all they know. I live in Canada. Yeah, and you're can right. Take, you can take Drake, and I don't know. We can. You guys don't want him. We don't either. Can we send him somewhere <laughs> else? Maybe over to Dripping Pan Arena. You know you. <laughs> you know you guys came up. You guys came up with some really good stuff. I mean, to me, you had the greatest rock band in history in Rush, but then you throw Nickelback, Justin Bieber, and Drake. Come on, <laughs> got to do better than that. Hey man. Well, let me. Just going to climb. Uh, what, what do you have? Uh, Cardi B. You want her? Want to keep her? Well, we also <laughs> we also have Metallica, my friend. So, you want to keep her Swift? You want her? You want her back? Or because we don't want her either. I think she's kind of cute in a way, I guess. But she is cute. Yeah, she's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll take back the Taylor Swift remark. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like right. we're doing a Chappelle show skit right now. <laughs> I oh, I got that. nothing on that, man. I'm, I'm not, I'm not messing with y'all on that because I don't know too many Canadian artists. Uh, what's, what's, what was my man's name? The rapper from Brian Adams. Oh, oh no, not Brian Adams. 
Cardinal Official. Cardinal Official, yeah. Shout out to Cardinal Official. You you might know them, you just don't realize they're Canadian, that's all. I'll tell you what, Tim. Tell you what. They they hide just like uh, like the actresses and and those guys do. They don't really make a big deal of saying they're from Canada because it's not cool. Y'all uh y'all got Celine Dion too. Oh God, you can have her. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's a whole nother crowd right there. Yeah. But either oh, way, well, it's yeah, gonna be yeah. cool now. People are gonna be saying they're from T dots and people from yeah. the outlying areas are now gonna include themselves as Torontoans. Uh, you know, that's kinda how the game goes, man. World stage. Well, it, you all can trade. I'll tell you what, I'll make a trade, you pick. As long as I can get Jamar Kwai and Snow, we got a deal. Because yeah, Jamar Kwai had you can virtual have insanity. Can I, uh, I, I don't know how Snow has lasted the test of time. Like, he's a terrible artist with a terrible song. And for some reason, that song still lives on. It's still streamed a lot, that's played a lot, everything. And can can I get a Nas, Nas. I carried them Let for, like, uh, Commodores and uh, Atlanta Rhythm Section and maybe Earth, Wind, and Fire. No, you're not getting Atlanta Rhythm Section. You can <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Yo, give me the Commodores, No. I like Commodores. Without Lionel. What about KC and the Sunshine Band? Can I have them? I like them. <laughs> well, see, so you like everything. Can I Not have everything? Uh, can I have uh, 1977? In civilization, America will lose a lot of battles when it comes to comparisons. Music is not one of those. No. Well, unless we're going to go. Well, no, even the British stuff. Is, <clears throat> I'm telling you, I could just go to the state of Mississippi and do it. Like, yeah, uh, like you can go to one state. Like, yeah, black people, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, uh, you can be as ignorant as you want about it, but black people own music. They always have. They're in that influence is still there, regardless of how many years goes by. Every white artist worth a hoot, who won't lie, will tell you, well, yeah, I listen to you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is. And that's where they all yeah, got. I, I don't know, man, because that, that's a deep one. Because it's like, okay, is it because humans are, no matter what, artistic, but if you put some flavor in their life in the form of, you know, uh, obstacles to overcome, they get more of the human experience. Uh, the they're going to be more creative. But if you're in a country. Always, right, no, 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 let me ask uh, this. But if you're in a country that has, you know, the huge mass media as far as promoting and getting that music out to the world, then you know you're you're gonna have more of those guys. So you know that part is is a part of it too. You know what I mean? I mean the be no, but I'm just I'm just generally speaking. The Beatles, Led Zeppelin, all these great groups who people would say, oh, right. they're the, you know they were the cutting edge of rock. Okay, yeah, maybe they were, but where did they get their stuff from? All from yeah. the blues, jazz, all that stuff, which was all black guys or black women. Right. For that right. Well, so, Naj, I'll tell you this. The I, reason I feel like why you could follow you could follow the music through things that were going on during those times. That's going to cultivate those kind of artists. So even England during that period, and you know, and if you you know, if you're talking about England, and we're talking about music, you know, and like I don't want to you know put my the Clash in there because I know other people would be like, nah, they're not the Beatles, blah, blah. but the Clash that's something different to me, man. That's I like the that's Clash. not. Like a small musical moment That's forever That's never going away Always going to be listened to But I'll tell you Naj why Snow Has lasted the test of time And why things have, <laughs> have been this way 
It's because he talks real, real. He talks real, real fast, and uh, good white folk like me love that for some reason. We can't get enough of it. Got his song. Yeah, and former. Understand his career. I mean, he, him, Shaggy. There, there are many people I will never understand that. Oh career. man, it just happened. No, man, don't, don't, no, it wasn't me, Shaggy. Good <laughs> shit. Uh, but you must be over thirty, sir. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. Okay. You only say that because I'm 29, Tim. You yeah. bastard. Yeah, well, I'm not exactly <laughs> old nausea, so I didn't want to insult him either. But he's definitely over 30 because he's, I can tell by the way he talks about music that. Yeah, well, I've always been a big music guy, so it's a little different, but... But still, I yeah. I, I know people... Well, and uh, Nate's really into music, so he knows. If, if you said Atlanta rhythm section in most circles, you'd get a what now? <laughs> That's when you tell somebody but that you're you just so into baseline, them. No, no. Have, right. they got a, have they got a single on iTunes? <laughs> they do. It's called So Into well, You. Probably, but the, try listening to a, try listening to the whole album. Try listening to it on a a record player where you might hear something. So that tinny piece of shit you call on an iPod. Woo! And uh, well, my friend he bought a record player last year, and he's been doing vinyl shopping lately, like we did when we were teens, when we were trying to make beats and stuff. And I gotta say, man, some of the sounds for some yeah. stuff is really cool, man. Like even well, to this day. You miss it. As dirty oh, as it is, some of it is still good, man. I mean, there's nothing like listening to an album that was actually recorded in stereo, in stereo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As to, like, I'll you give know, you guys, let me give you guys a, a neat little uh, little thing that uh, I got to work on. Because um, Tim knows I'm, I've been a musician for years, years and years. Um, so my band was working. Be a drummer. <laughs> yeah, you can you can fuck <laughs> off anytime you want, Canada. Uh, <laughs> now, but we my the band I was in was working on uh, a record at our in the studio, and we recorded some stuff direct from instead of going through the computer and everything, we went straight to tape into analog, and oh, we found that. out. Oh, it is night and day, but we found out that the stuff that um, we were mixing the tape on um, was actually used by Led Zeppelin when they came to the States and mixed, I believe it was Led Zeppelin, it might have been three or four, I can't remember, but they were on tour in the States. And they had already used or had already recorded their album. They just hadn't mixed it. And they were using different studios to mix the album. And they, as they would travel and do shows, they would go to a different recording studio in every town. And one of the recorders that we mixed our tape down on was used by Led Zeppelin to mix down Led Zeppelin 4, I think it was. So I thought that was really cool. Nothing nothing brings good vibes to a studio like when some engineer or somebody explains who's been through there and what they recorded while they were there. No matter what, you you kind of, you know, you get a little awe, like, oh, okay. That's why you see so many people, you know, recording uh, where Hendrix used to record and all of that. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, man, there's something about that. Well, one of those is gone, isn't it? I think Electric Lady isn't, isn't there anymore. 
Yeah, it's gone now, sure. but man, there, there was man, there was a period like hip hop wise where everybody was booking it, album after album after album. Well, there's there's one up. Uh, I can't remember what the one in Vancouver is called. Little Mountain, I think. Rush recorded a lot of their stuff there, Nate. Yeah, yeah, they mm. did. And that's another one. The building pretty is pretty sure they sitting, did. Uh, the building is sitting pretty sure there. They it's just sitting there empty because nobody records albums that way anymore. Right. I'm pretty sure they recorded uh, Permanent Waves and then did Moving Pictures there as well. And they probably did Signals there too, as well. So, hard saying. Yeah, I know they did. That, uh, that, that, that dirty analog stuff still has more of a feeling because it's not perfect. So, sometimes, yeah. you know, mistakes are there and mistakes well, become actually good. And, and, and that's a part of it. A guy who can actually play his instrument can also make noises that you don't hear when some guy's at his laptop, you know, plucking yeah. out you know, whatever note he's plucking out. Well, that note is pretty much perfect. And, and, and yeah, sometimes, and and sometimes kind of playing back, all that stuff. And sometimes playing mm-hmm. on on beat with a click track is not the way to go. I know um, I was listening to uh, a commentary about the recording of Nevermind uh, by Nirvana. Whether you like or don't like Nirvana, that album changed a lot of people's lives. Um, They talked about how Dave Grohl played his entire drum tracks with no click in his ear because they said the vibe was better with him not being perfect. They wanted him to be a little Mm. off, and he was. And that's how they recorded that whole record. But that's that's why music like that though stays around and stays relevant because yep. you go to see those you go to see those guys in concert. I mean, just can't for them now. But when you could, you weren't. Nothing frosted me off more when I'd listen to an album and then go see a live show and it wasn't even close. And it was just like, yeah. you know, okay, I'm allowed, I'm willing to cut you a little slack because we're live. But why did you do this on the album when you obviously really can't do it? <laughs> I used I used to hate that one. Well, how come they're not singing the high notes? Well, because it probably took him 27 tries in the studio to hit that note, and he can't do yep. it live because he's probably going to miss it. So they don't even try to save the take, and there you go. <laughs> yeah, back home, like when music was made in the 70s, probably till maybe the mid 80s. That shit was if you couldn't do it, it didn't get down on tape. Because you just couldn't, there was just no other way to do it. Like, yeah. uh, particularly, like if you listen to the live Live Aid with the uh, Queen at Live Aid. Okay, that some of that stuff sounds like it flopped right off the album, and yet it's a hundred percent live because those guys actually could all play their instruments. I'm pretty. Yeah, but when up. you say when you say Live Aid, we do got to bring up We Are the World, and we get to the recording sessions of one Cindy Lauper. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. Are, you, are you saying that Cindy was a little off? <laughs> Bob Dylan during We Are the World is the single greatest oh. thing of all time. If you haven't seen it, you should go online and look at Bob Dylan singing We Are the World. I can't remember what the Canadian version is, but when they filmed it, like the video for it, they took the parts like instead of playing just like the entire song with all the background and the harmonies and all that, they actually isolated the individual parts in one version of the video. 
it's god awful. Like half of them, <laughs> half of them can't, you know, and they're only singing like three or four words. And it's just like, aren't you the lead singer of a, like a multi-million platinum artist and you can't do that? <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah, well, watch Quincy you... Jones' face as he tries to coach uh, your man uh, born in the USA uh, through his part. Ooh, it was rough. Nobody, nobody ever, cla- nobody ever claims yeah. the boss was a great singer. No, he's not. He, I mean, he, gets, he gets his kudos for his lyrics, but he he never really was all that great as a singer. Uh, time he which sings, is why I think he's going to have show a show up for that. I mean, Neil Young yeah. is on the Canadian one, and it's just like, you know, somebody is somebody quit kicking that cat in the back there. Oh wait, that's Neil Young. Because he just—he's not really that good a singer when he's not doing his stuff. I love right. how we but went. This, this is this I love how we go down the YouTube rabbit hole, man. Like you—you'd be looking at uh, James Brown and Pavarotti doing this man world, or like Prince at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like this will—this conversation will send you down a rabbit hole. Man. Oh God, yeah. Still coming because back. we go—we went from NBA Finals Game Six to. Worst names for arenas, and now we've hit music. But, uh, gentlemen, we are way over time tonight for what we were going to do. We've actually went a half an hour over. Well, uh, I'm just going to tell you right now, because I'm, I have the NBA title. We'll do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Nas, thank you for calling in. And, Tim, uh, as, as the host of the show – uh, I'm calling it a night because it's one thirty in on the yeah, east I forget, coast. I forget that you're, <laughs> you're in that stupid part of the country you live in. Damn, yeah. but don't forget, late. Late. Yeah, you're gentlemen. Right. Raptors are the NBA so champions. We're, we're back on when now, Nate? What's the plan? Uh, we will be on? back. We'll have a wrestling special go up either tomorrow or Saturday. And then we will probably be back Wednesday with the draft show. With uh, Sunday being Father Father's oh, Day, right. I'm going to spend. You got to spend that time with your wife's kids, right? Yeah, I'm going to spend some time with my son. It's our uh, my first Father's Day, so I'm going to go see him. Yeah. And yeah, gotta, thanks, Josh, for coming. But uh, well, now we're going to leave you with a 10 seconds of O Canada, and then we're going to leave you with some Queen. Toronto Raptors, NBA champions. It's been a great NBA season and a great dive into this rabbit hole. Thanks again, Tim. Thanks, Naj, for calling in. Thanks to Rob for calling in. And we'll see you guys for the NBA draft special. Hopefully you check it out. We are out of here. I paid my dues time after time.